Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru podcast or on YouTube if you are joining us there. If you are on the podcast, come over to YouTube, type in Rugby League Guru, subscribe, like, comment, plenty of content coming for the off-season 2022 and heading into 2023. We've had a heap of episodes dropping with Jackson Hastings over the last few weeks for the off-season. Me, Maddie, and Jacko are talking all things Rugby League history, answering a heap of cracking questions. About an hour and a half episodes, they're massive, so you'll thoroughly enjoy those. We've got a new one dropping on Sunday night. Sunday 6pm where we go through the best ball playing forwards of all time. Personally I think it's our best one yet so make sure you come over and have a look at that. Obviously Jackson Hastings he's been in the news over the last couple of days leaving the West Tigers joining the Newcastle Knights and David Clemmer he'll make his way down the highway from Newcastle to the West Tigers so an interesting player swap there that has been confirmed over the last few days so very exciting times for both clubs we spoke about it on Bloke and a Bar this week about who won that trade uh, I think it's pretty even, to be honest with you. I'd probably rather be Newcastle simply because you're gaining a halfback. I'm probably a little bit biased, though, to be fair. Welcoming in my co-host, Matty the Waterboy. What are your thoughts on this trade, mate? What's going on, Guru? I actually think it's it's not really a fair question to say who won. I just think they both won. They Both, both clubs got what they needed to get. And as a non-fan of both teams, I look at both of these results and I think, yep, they've improved their situation for next year for sure yeah and i think the other thing with the west tigers i've seen a lot of people bagging the tigers and everything for letting go of jackson and i understand where you're coming from uh but i I do think the tigers fans just need to keep in mind that jackson is a great player absolutely love him he was great when he played halfback for them last year just remember a couple of years ago when nathan cleary had all the ability hadn't quite put it together they signed up Curacao, and he's completely turned the career of nathan cleary around so i'm not saying he's going to have the same impact on luke brooks but it's not like the Tigers have let go of Jackson and done nothing else. They have recruited a number of really good guys. We know that if you're going to be a good halfback, you need to play behind a good pack. And the West Tigers, they've definitely done that. So personally, I think the Tigers, despite me not agreeing with them letting go of Jackson Hastings, if Luke Brooks is their guy, they have backed him in 
and they've done everything they can possibly do for him. They've gone and got him a world-class nine, and they've got him a world-class forward pack as well. So I know Tigers fans getting a little bit doom and gloom off the back of this. I, I really don't think it's the train wreck people are acting like. It's not the decision I would have made, don't get me wrong, but I don't think the Tigers are in a bad spot off the back of this. But the Newcastle Knights... Hey, I will jump in there. Yeah, go. If you If they end up getting Johnny Bateman... Look how they've recruited for this year. Yep. They've got Coruscant, they've got Papali'i, they've got Clemmer, and then they'll get Johnny Bateman. Like, yes, they let go of Jackson Hastings, but as Timmy said on the podcast on Monday, three doesn't go into two. It they're, they're, The Tigers are in a much better position than I thought they were a couple of weeks ago and certainly a year ago. They're in the best position they've been in in a long time, for sure. realistically. I don't, I don't think there's any doubting that. As you, If Johnny Bateman does join, if John Bateman doesn't join, yeah, they're running true. out with a pack of, you know, Clemmer, Isaiah Papali, Api Curacao, Joe Hoffengawi was sensational last year. Like Twole comes back. Twole comes back. Sean Bloor's going to come back from injury as yeah, well. He, like, he is a fucking weapon. And mate, I, I would like if they get Johnny Bateman. I think it'll be a sensational signing. But I think they've also got to be careful of stunting the growth of Sean Bloor because I, I think he could be. Have you, have you had a bit to do with him at New South Wales? Yeah, he was like the 16s captain, 18s yeah. captain. Like he was, he was the man coming through. Yeah. So look, I, I understand Tigers fans getting upset with with losing Jackson Hastings. I get it 100. percent but at the end of the day, you weren't going to play him at halfback anyway. You were going to play Luke Brooks, and now you've got another world-class forward coming into that side. I mean, I understand why Tigers fans are upset, Matty, but they really aren't in a dreadful spot at the end of the day. No, nah, I think I, I'd be stoked with what's happened at the time. Like, I know it's not ideal. Like, Hastings was one of the few shining lights of last year, but you you got to look bigger picture. Hastings to Newcastle is just better for everyone. It's better for Hastings. It's better for the Knights. It, I don't know if it's better for the Tigers, but it, but it kind of is at the same time. They get a world-class forward. I just think everyone in this situation has won. Yeah, I don't think there's any losers coming out of this. But I will say this, as much as I like the Tigers side heading into next year and I like their pack, there's a couple more pieces that need to fall into place there. Mate, I'll tell you what, Matty, I love the look of this Newcastle Knights side. Mm. I The more I look at it, the more I like it. I was having a look at some betting agencies the other day. They're $6.50 to make the eight. The Dolphins are at six. Wow, really? I cannot believe it. And that was yesterday, to be fair. I got on it. I would advise that if it is still there, have a whack at it. And look, am I super confident Knights are going to make the eight? No, I'm not. But I don't think they'll be too far off. And I reckon 650 is huge, huge value there. When you have a look through their side, they're putting it together pretty nicely. And you've obviously got Hastings joining. And I think he will be the guy that will dominate the headlines. And so he should. He's the halfback coming into the club. Mate, I reckon Adam Elliott, I reckon he could be the most underrated signing heading into 2023. Yeah, I agree. He, you're right. They've they've kind of flown under the radar the Knights a little bit of who they've signed. Like I know they let um, like Barnett and now Clemmer have gone, but like they didn't have – probably 650 is probably because they didn't have any halves yep. a, well, a day ago almost. So, and that, I'm not trying to disrespect the, the people that were there. It's just like they didn't have a top quality NRL halfback like Jackson Hastings. So, yeah, 650, not bad. Oh, mate, I'm all over it like a fucking rash, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, now, the other thing I'll say about Newcastle is, and we're going to go through, in our opinion, their best 17 for 2023 in just a moment. For me, I think this season comes down to two things. And... For me, there's a lot of things in this team. I know how it's going to play out. I know what I'm going to get out of Jackson Hastings. I know what I'm going to get, going to get out of Jaden Braley. Uh, I know what I'm going to get out of the pack in general. I love the back row. It's the front row for me. Now, 
they've got two state of origin caliber front rowers there. Uh, the two Saifiti boys who I'm a huge fan of. There's no doubt whatsoever though that Clemmer, he's been the premier front row at Newcastle for the last two years or so. So the Saifiti boys, they've been great so far in their career. But Matty, I would argue that they definitely need to take that next step. They need to really become the alphas that Newcastle need them to be. And for me, I think that's probably the biggest obstacle they face. I believe in these Saifidi boys. I've always backed them when they've been picked for origin and these sort of things. I'm a big believer, but they do need to take an extra step, don't they? 100% they do, but the good news is... Jacob Saifidi made origin last year and won player of the year before. And Daniel Saifidi killed it, well, has been killing it, but certainly killed it from like 2019 onwards. So we know they can do it. And I think now that Clemmer's gone, Clemmer was their leader, they'll, they know they'll need to be the alphas. You know what I love about these two as well? I think they play their best footy when they're on the field together. Yeah, for sure. I think they bounce. They, they sort of remind me of, you know, like Nathan and Jay, and Jason Kalis when they used to be playing for the Kiwis together. When, when one was on the front foot, the other one would follow. Mm-hmm. It is, it's almost like they would compete with each other in, in, in that 20-minute period. Uh, obviously, when those guys can't come off, the bench is probably a little bit lighter. But, I mean, unless you're the Penrith Panthers, the Sydney Roosters, all benches are a little bit lighter, realistically. Uh, so a big test for those guys. The other one for me, and, you know, it's the giant elephant in the room wearing a fucking headgear. It's uh, KP. He's just got to stay conscious, doesn't he? Yeah, pretty much. I Like, I who knows if he's going to play one or six, but you're right. He's just got to be on the field somewhere. If There's no point getting on him at 650 if Kalen Pong doesn't play less than 18 games. And just on that as well, a lot of reports that he will play six. I mean... It seems like there's so many reports that I'm starting to buy it, to be honest with you, Matty. And I think that I I would play him at one, but I like him more at six this week, knowing that Hastings will be there, than what I did the week before. What are your thoughts? I At, at the current situation, I think I'd still prefer him at one because who, like, who else are you going to play at one? At least, at least they've got... Kurt Mann and Tyson Gamble, who can play six. I know you'd rather like the halves partnership be Ponga and and Hastings, but I think there's a tiny bit more depth there. If they go and find a fullback before the season starts, then great. Maybe put Kalen Ponga at six because he can do it. There's no he can do he can do anything. It's Kalen Ponga. He just he just got to stay on the field. I'd rather if if it came down to it, I'd rather him not make all those tackles and stay at fullback, but. Yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it? And that's what I was going to bring up next. Regardless of if Jackson Hastings is next to him or if I'm fucking next to him, it's defense that that doesn't change. Yeah. He's still going to have a lot of traffic sent his way. Concussions have been the issue over the last few years. So in attack, I like him at six more now than what I did last week before they had oh, a half I definitely back. agree with that. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So that's going to be the big question. And look, let's – I mean, if the rumors are true that he will play 5-8, which seem it sounds that way – you would have to assume the Knights, they're going to have to go out and buy someone to play fullback. Uh, Rumours going around uh, that Lockie Miller, he could join from the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, that's all rumours, not confirmed at all. But I saw that I, I saw that on um, Twitter, and I think Barry Tui commented on it, and he's pretty um, pretty reliable up there. Yeah. Like, he didn't post it, but I think he replied to it like with a cheeky comment. So maybe where they smoke this fire, I don't know. And I mean, when you look at that situation, Matty, uh, Lockie Miller, he's down at the Cronulla Sharks. He mm. made his debut. It was sensational. But thought it was pretty evident by the back end of the season that their second choice fullback after Will Kennedy, it seemingly is Dykes. Yeah, for sure. Dykes, I, I think the Sharks are putting a lot into Dykes. I, yeah. I heard that uh, the Dolphins threw a bit at Dykes and he said no, he wanted to stay with Cronulla. So. Okay. Well, if so... 
even more reasoning. I do think there's a good chance they will get Miller. Um, I know that I, I actually worked with Miller's wife a couple of years ago, and uh, she we worked also with Heimel Hunt's wife, so they're good friends as well. So I, I probably lean towards Miller will land up there. I think it makes sense for Newcastle. I think they'd get him on a good wicket. I think it makes sense for Miller, starting fullback outside Jackson Hastings and Caelan Ponga. Yeah. I, if you put Miller, let, let's just for argument's sake say Miller signs, Suddenly, I really like it. Like, I like Miller. I like Ponger. And Ponger and Hastings, the half is great. Like, obviously, the defense we just spoke about. Besides that, um, and then you've got Jaden Braley. So, if they, get, if they get Lockie Miller or an equivalent, they're looking good. And I wonder if, and, you know, I'm not sure if KP would want to do this, being the competitor KP is. But, I mean, him defending at 5'8", you can hide him a little bit. Mm. You could shift him out wide. You could swap him with Miller some sets. Like, there are certain ways to be able to hide guys in defense, obviously. So uh, there, there is ways that they could try and work their way around what we're talking about. But at the end of the day, KP being KP, he's going to put his body in spots that he probably shouldn't because it's Caelan Ponga. Uh, so it is always going to be the risk playing him at 5'8". But I wonder, you know what, on, yeah. just on that, because I, I totally agree. There's no way Caelan Ponga is going to shy away from anything. But if they do play him at six... Maybe they'll sit him down and say, hey, if you want to play six and for the good of this team, then you, we do might have to hide you in defence somehow. Maybe you'll get taken out of his hands a little bit. Yeah, maybe you'll have to wear a little bit of ego here. Because, yeah. I mean, K- KP, as I, as I said, KP being KP, he won't be able to – he won't but want no. to hide in defence. No way. He'll want to show a jersey. And, I mean, that's part of what the Newcastle Knights are. And when they've been their most successful, no one hides away from defence. You mm. talk. They've obviously got, in my opinion, the greatest halfback ever. Um, not only was the greatest halfback ever, he's the greatest defensive half ever. Oh, full stop. He's, he was smacked people like he was a back rower. Yeah. And I think the other thing with KP, he'll know that he's halfback, Jackson Hastings. He's not going to hide away from anything. He showed last no. year he was happy to play lock. So... Yeah, it's going to be interesting how that plays out. Let, let's go through their team, Matty, as it stands, and yep. let, let's run with what you said. So at fullback, let's say they sign Lockie Miller, which I think is pretty likely. It all just makes sense. I can't really think of any reason why this one wouldn't happen, to be honest with you. It makes sense for everyone. Yep. So I can imagine Miller there. If it's not Miller, and you have to play KP at six, they want to play KP at six, Kurt Mann, you could do yeah. much worse, couldn't you? 100%. I think Kurt Mann... Um like he, he's been good his whole time at the Knights, but I think it was two years ago when he he played 5'8". He yeah. was just fantastic. But when he's not playing there, he's just been a Mr. Fix-It type guy. Um, so, yeah, Kurt, Kurt Mann will be in the team somewhere because he's one of their best players. But, I mean, it certainly wouldn't be a bad option at fullback. And Kurt Mann, it's a name that will come up a lot over the next few minutes because yeah. we, we, we said off camera before, Kurt Mann's probably the second best at every single position at the Newcastle Knights, but he probably can't get in their starting side. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's but, crazy. But, but he, he's going to be in every situation we talk about. Yeah, such a luxury to have a guy like him, though, mm. like Kurt Mann. So at the moment, Miller at fullback. If not Miller, you got Kurt Mann that we can throw in there. Wingers, Dom Young. He picks himself. Uh, was great last year. Improved out of sight over the last 18 months. Great for England in the World Cup. Yep. The other wing spot's interesting. Um, Heimel Hunt, uh, Tuwala. You've got Young Mapalangi as well. So plenty of options there. I sort of lean towards Heimel originally. I know you're a uh, Tuwala yeah, fan. Yeah, I, I like Tuwala. I yeah. think I'd probably... Just go with Tuala, but yeah, I mean, I used to watch Hamilton a lot when he was at Rabbitohs, and mm. he was good for us. He was, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a fan of Tuala, but 
you can't go wrong either way. I think Tawala's the better finisher. I think yeah. Heimel's much better coming out of his own end, though. Yeah, no so doubt. you make your own decision there. Yeah. The other one that I mentioned is at Mapalangi. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a bait in this team somewhere. Not sure where it'll be. Yeah. Uh, regardless, Heimel Hunt, Tawala, take your pick of wingers there. You'll be okay. Centers, they pick themselves, don't they? Bradman Best, Dane Gagai. They do, but what if what if they think about playing Tawala in the centers and putting Gago on the wing? I was about to suggest I reckon they're more likely to play Mapalangi in the centers. Right. Gago on the I wing. I don't think they- it's I don't think it's too outrageous considering Gagai is one of the best he could probably be in your best ever Queensland team somewhere, but he struggled defensively last year for sure. He did, which was yeah, which you know what I, I sort of I wonder if they'll give Gagai an off season to get himself ready because that yeah. that was very un Dane Gagai. Yeah, yeah. So I, I it will, but I also think that out of all those guys, the the last guy I'd want to kick to and see him return is Dane Gagai as well. So mm. wh- wh- whoever you play in the centers or on the wing, they're all very versatile. I think yeah. Bradman Best and uh, Dom Young, I think they're locked into spots, and Gagai's yeah, locked into sure. a spot where yeah. that is remains to be seen. But I, I think they've got enough to cover in their outside back. Side note: I hope we see the best of best this year. Tell me about it. I, I just hope we see best. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, we just need to see him for 20 weeks straight. Mm. So, not yeah. good. Hopefully we see Bradman best this year because that left edge could be anything. Um, okay, KP at six, Jackson Hastings at seven. We sort of spoke about these two off the top. Is there anything else you want to add about these two? I, I think they, nah, if reports are true, it. they pick themselves there. Easy. Yeah. But what should we quickly, if Pong is fullback? Yeah, sure. So, if they go down the other avenue, which reports are suggesting they won't, but if they do go KP at fullback, or I also think there's every chance, Matty, that we could get to origin time, post-origin, and maybe that it's, they've spent 10 weeks, it isn't working, yep. they move KP back to one. You have got Tyson Gamble there, you've got Kurt Mann. Yep. So either of those two guys could come into the halves. They'll do plenty of reps in the preseason. They'll be doing plenty of reps during the season. Um, without looking at the rest of their squad, I would almost suggest that those two well, I, I'd probably say that Tyson Gamble, he'll be the reserve grade, 5'8", halfback, something along those lines, probably with Phoenix Crossland. Uh, so, yeah, if they don't go with KP at six, once again, Kurt Mann being there and Tyson Gamble, who comes to the club. Yeah. Um, if if KP is at six, for me, Tyson Gamble's not in my 17, which I love Tyson Gamble. I can't fit him in, but I also love that they're going to have to tell Tyson Gamble you come down here and you're not in the team. I think he's going to go fucking berserk in reserve grade. Yep. And I think he's going to be fantastic Monday to Friday, just giving this club another little competitive edge. Yep, don't mind that. It, it, so if, if man's fullback, Tyson's still not in your 17? If man's, at, if man's at fullback, KP, oh, yeah, he might be able to get a 14, eh? Yeah. Yeah. That could be one way. Yeah. I think that, it, it, yeah, I... I, I Fuck, there's a lot of Yeah, I think that's the only way he gets in. <laughs> yeah. There's another option that they could potentially keep Kerman at 13 and play Adam Elliott elsewhere, but I think they'd no, be crazy to no, do that. Yeah, no. I've seen stupider things happen in rugby league, though. <laughs> so anyway, but let's get to our forward pack. Uh, the two front rowers, we've spoken about them, the Saifidi boys. I believe they both have to start. I don't think there's any question about that. Jaden Braley at nine. Um, mate, oh, I thought his last six weeks of last season, once he was back with some fitness under his belt, I thought he was incredible. He was great. Even his return game, he was fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, let's just, again, it, it's so shit. We have to say this so many times, this podcast, but I just hope he stays on the field. Yeah. And I think the other thing about Braley is, too, you got to remember, he's now going to be 18 months post-ACL. Yeah. And we know that the season... Was it ACL or was it Achilles? 
Oh, was it Achilles? It might have been Achilles. Okay, regardless, yeah. still, you got to remember the six games he played last year or the, the couple of good games he played the back end of last season, that was without a preseason under his belt. So he's going to come in ready and raring to go. Yeah, it was Achilles. Achilles, was it? Yeah. Huge fan of Braley. Yeah, me too. It's crazy how far just having a good nine and a good halfback can take you in rugby league. So I'm really excited about those two. The back row, this is where it gets interesting. Tyson Frizzell, he picks himself on one edge. I don't think there's any doubt about that. On the other edge, you've got options here. Mm. You've got Fitzgibbon. You've also got Jack Hetherington that's joined the club, who I always look at Hetherington and think he's a front row forward. Uh, but he, I remember, I think it was for Canterbury last year, he started on the edge. He, he got in a bit of trouble. I think he got suspended. Then he got injured. There's constantly people in rugby league circles talking about him as an edge guy, and I always think he's not very versatile, but then guys I talk to say the opposite. So I do wonder if maybe we just haven't seen quite the best of Jack Hetherington, or do you think they need him in the front row realistically? Now that Clem has gone, Mm. maybe. But to answer your first question, I think we haven't seen the best of Hetherington. I think that's pretty obvious because he's unfortunately spent a lot of time on the sideline he got suspended at the start. Did he get injured last He year? got injured, I think, yeah. halfway through the year, I think. Yeah. But I like everyone I spoke to, so, for example, Marco Mealy, I spoke to him once, and he was working for Central Coast when Hetherington was at Wild, some, some, something yeah. like that, whatever it was. And, like, he just said, he, like, frothed, frothed Hetherington. said he was such a good player. He's just, you know, he's just a bit of a live wire sometimes. So, I think the Knights, whether, whether or not it's his best position, they just, they need a bit of that fuck you yeah. mentality and throwing him in his starting team, him as well as, you know, Adam Elliott. Yeah, I reckon it's quite good. The only thing that worries me about Hetherington on the on the edge, as you said, he is a bit of a live wire. And when you like that in the middle, you can sort of get away with it. Mm. When you're defending on an edge, on a specialist edge like that, and, you know, be, I, I, I think back rowers on edges, I think they're, they're so underrated about how important they are in defense. We all watch the lines and the decoys in defense. Like, they control that edge, essentially. So I just – that's the only thing I worry about with Hetherington out there. But, um, you know, I mean, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about James Fisher-Harris being a similar sort of character, mm. and he just seemingly matured yeah. overnight. So hopefully Hetherington, he can sort of turn that around. Might be the sort of guy that you get. The Newcastle Knights, maybe they make a call to – a Ben Kennedy come down, work with this mm. guy for a little bit. So, uh, you know, your Steve Simpson, so some of these guys, because I really do think he's got a heap of potential. Yep. But if you're not going him, Lockie Fitzgibbon, yep, um, he can do a job for you. Yeah. If, yep. if well, he, has, your, he has for the last few years. He so. has for the last few years. Uh, he doesn't have an extremely high ceiling, yep. but he also doesn't have terribly bad games at the end of the day. So I'd be happy if they went with Fitzy and Frizzell, 13. Um, as I said earlier, I think you'll be the same, Matty. I'd yep. be incredibly disappointed if they didn't go with Adam Elliott. I just the writing's on the wall, isn't it? Well, I'll just sign him. Yeah, I just Seriously. yeah. We watched him at Canterbury for years get fucked around in the front row and the second row. He said he wants to play thirteen. It's by far and away his best position. Yes, last year the Canberra Raiders they found a bit of form when they moved uh, when, when when Jamal Fogarty came back. But, mate, the more I watched him, the more I was impressed with Adam Elliott. Uh, he got moved into play dummy half a little bit throughout the game, which then meant he went to look forward with about, you know, 50 minutes to go or so. And I thought he was sensational in all those games. And whenever he plays 13 for the Canterbury Bulldogs back in the day, I also thought he was great. So, And I think that, you know, we, we've got a pod, as I said, we've got a YouTube coming out on Sunday night, 6 p.m., talking about the best ball playing um, forwards of all time. And we spoke to... Jackson Hastings about that. And I remember he actually pointed out Adam Elliott as a guy for Canberra last year who really flew under the radar and was impressive. So 
I think it just makes sense. And I, I'd be surprised if you let Hastings pick his 13. I think he'd go. Adam Elliott. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, no, I, I just reckon he picks himself. They've signed yeah. him for a reason. Yeah, no brainer. Um, I think it'll be great too. Obviously, you are losing David Clemmer, as we said. And whilst he's playing 13, he'll still be playing um, through the middle as well, Adam Elliott. Similar to Isaiah Yo, he knows just when to take it forward. So picks himself there. Our bench, 14. Has to be Kurt, Kurt Mann. Mann. Yep. I'm just about ready to get 14 tattooed on Kurt Mann, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but 14, I think it has to be Kurt Mann. Assuming they sign a fullback, Kurt Mann's there for me. He's the other one, mate, that if you wanted to chuck him in the centres too and maybe play uh, Dan Gago on the wing, you could do that as well. So plenty of options there. I think Kurt Mann has to be in the team somewhere at the moment. 14's looking the best for me. I think then you do need some middles. So I'd be going with Croker and Leo Thompson. Uh, they're not... Superstar forwards, but I think they can do a job there for you. I think they can play. I'll, I'll probably only use them for 20 minutes, I reckon. And yep. then you get the Saifidi boys back out there. I think the Saifidi boys, as I said, it's going to be a big season for them. They're going to need a big preseason because they're going to need big minutes. But these two are going to have to be ready to go because as soon as Origin comes, you might lose one Saifidi. You might lose both for all we fucking know. Injury, suspension, anything happens. These two are going to have to be ready to step up. Croker, I'm a big fan of. Uh, Leo Thompson. Mate, in the little bit we saw last year, he looked pretty damn impressive. He was great. Yeah. yeah. So I'd have those two middles on the bench. Jersey 17. I think that spot belongs to whoever you don't pick out of Fitzy, Hetherington. You've also got Brody Jones there as well, who's come in and done a job on a number of occasions. So I think he's probably your depth forward, Brody Jones. I, I guess as well, if, if you do go with Fitzgibbon, mm. then Hetherington, you've got the option of playing him in the middle if you need to. So maybe that's not the worst option. Which I'm kind of leaning towards the more I think about Mm. it. Yeah. I like that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Which means that... Maybe certainly to start the year, probably. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, Once again, great problem to have. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Unreal problem to have. Uh, Jersey 18, I think it will be Tyson Gamble. I don't think he's in this side at the moment. Maddie, could you experiment with the possibility of carrying both Kurt Mann and Gamble on the bench? No. Or do you think they're too light in the pack? No, they've just lost Clemmer. Yeah. Yeah, no. I so, would... I would... I Like, if Pong is six and they've got Miller or someone and then Mann's 14... Then he'd say to Gamble, mate, just rip, rip and tear in New South Wales Cup. Mm. If Pong is fullback, and then I'd have Gamble as my six, um, or man, or in other in that in other case, have Gamble on the bench. But yeah, either way, I I wouldn't have both of them on the bench. It's an unreal spot to be in that you know if you have an injury anywhere in your team, essentially, Kurt Man will either come in to fill that role or come in to fill a role for someone else that you've moved to cover that injured spot. And then Tyson Gamble comes straight into the Fordane. Yeah, they're, they're looking. It's a good situation to be in for the Knights. How's that six fifty looking? I don't mind it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not going to you know sit here and say to you, I'm declaring the Knights will make the eight next year. 
But, mate, I, I think if they finish below 10th, I think that is a huge disappointment for this side. I think, I, I think put it this way, I think they'll be ahead of the Dolphins, who are $6. Who are $6, yeah. Fucking atrocious. I, I, I've, right now, as I sit here and I look at this side, I've definitely got them in front of the Dolphins. I think I've got them in front of the Titans. Yeah. Canterbury, I'm not sure. Canterbury are going to be a good one this Canterbury year. Canterbury are going to be a good I can't side. wait for Canterbury, and I don't think I've ever said this for 10 years, but I can't wait for the Tigers this year. Yeah, and that's where it's going to be interesting. Yeah. But I look at the Tigers and I look at the Manly Seagulls, who I think are teams that can improve out of sight, and I just wonder if off-field stuff could potentially hold them back still. But, but I, I've got the Knights over, like, the Dragons, for example. Well, um, I, I would have this Newcastle side also over the Dragons. Yep. I'd have them over the Warriors. Yep. Warriors have recruited – I forgot how well they've recruited. They've just, like, they've, they've released also their, lost a fair few. They though. have, they have, but yeah. they've they've released their, like, new recruits on Instagram the last couple of days. I'm seeing, yeah, not bad. There, there's some handy players there. Yeah. There is some handy players there, but they have also let go of a couple of handy players and even just one in particular uh, – Last year, when it looked like they were going to score points, it always felt like it was coming from Reese Walsh. Yeah, that's, that's true. my only worry. So, I mean, I've just named four teams there that I think um, this Newcastle Knights side will get in front of, pending injuries and everything like that. But I think they they will be big improvers. Yep. Crystal ball out. If you had to give me a number on the ladder that they finish, I'm going to say ninth, tenth, ninth or tenth would be where I've got them at the moment. Where have you got them? Yeah, I've got them just. Just missing, like obviously we'll have a deeper look at every squad, but like just vibing it. I the first number that came to my head then was tenth. Tenth, but it's weird because the two years ago they came seventh and seventh, so maybe tenth isn't good enough for the Knights. And that's what people forget when they had a halfback. They played finals footy two years on the trot. Yeah, exactly right. So yeah, six fifty, not bad. I don't mind. I think it's great, mate. <laughs> I don't mind. It. I had a real whack at it. So fingers crossed. Uh, Matty, thanks for joining us once again, legend. Good Guys, we will it. be back for the off-season on Sunday night. Jackson Hastings joining us once again to go through the best ball-playing forwards of all time. Matty, was this our best one yet, do you reckon? Yeah, for sure. It's fucking outstanding. It's right up our alley, wasn't it? Yeah, it's re- it was fun to research, fun to talk about, and I'm sure it'll be fun for all of you to listen to. Yeah, it'll be a cracker. We'll see you Sunday night, 6 p.m. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 